And also, very exciting this morning, we've got once again another preacher. And some of you have been wondering, but when am I going to hear so-and-so preach and -and so-and-so preach? You know, our model here is not a MOG model. It's not a man of God model. We've got a Holy Spirit model. And we're a church that believes in raising leaders and making disciples. And the reason why we're releasing people for preaching is because we are going to multiply services and plant congregations. Amen? And it is also important for us as a congregation to learn how to receive from those that God is putting before us. Amen? How many of you know that God can speak through a donkey? Amen? So look at the person next to you and tell them, make disciples who make disciples. Right. Amen. So this morning, let's please welcome Elder Nelson, who is going to share the word. <laughs> I, I saw that. I saw that, Emily, you stood up. Did, did all the wives see that? <laughs> Just stretch your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that you are going to speak to us this morning, Lord God. We thank you for your anointing upon Elder Nelson, Lord God. Our hearts are open to receive, Lord God. So speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Who was blessed by the worship team? I, I was personally blessed with this. Uh, you can have it all, Lord. Every part of my world. It, it tallies very nicely with what we are going to talk today. But just such a powerful... Uh, Worship, thank you very much, Shelta and the team. Uh, can we have the first slide? So we are continuing with our series, The Highest Place of Honor. Who was here last week? Can you raise your hand? I don't know how many of you got convicted. You remember the issue of the pay your dues. Eh? So we were one of the blessed ones. We received our our share. <laughs> our share. I don't know others, but it was a blessing. We, we spoke about that during the Connect, and so many, many of them, they say, I know it's time to do something about this. Great. So now we are going to talk about a next part of the series that is called Honoring God with Our Relationships. Okay? So let's go to the next slide. Good. So humans are relational beings. Okay? We, all of us, we know that. When you are a child, you know, the babies, those that have babies, like Emily, you know, the kids, they want to be just close to the mother, close to the father. They don't want to go too far apart. As they grow, we, all of us, we know, you know, they start, the needs start expanding. We have kids, one of 12, one of nine. When we have Connect at home, you know, the, the main interest is, are we having Connect? Yes. Okay. Are the kids coming? You know? Why? Because they are interested to play, they want to, you know, fellowship with, not the Connect members, but with the other kids. Now, as we grow in, in age, obviously, I imagine Hafeni and uh, here Eno and others, they have bigger kids. The interest changes. Né? It's not anymore, are kids coming? They will be, are the boys coming? <laughs> are the girls coming? You know? So things start evolving. Now we get married, and also we have relationships. Now in these days, and I want to make a post, a commercial post, uh, the marriage uh, seminar, the marriage group, we are going to do a, a training on cyber infidelity. You know, you know what is that? Is you know we, we are married, we, we are at home, we are even in our beds next to each other, and tick, 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 social media, eh? 
Facebook, WhatsApp, and so many different things. So we are relational beings. We want to be with somebody. We want to have friends. Eh? So that is the main thing as, as human beings that we really, really crave, we need. As they, it says there, we thrive in communities. Eh? We develop, we grow in communities, we seek affinities, we yearn for relationships. Now, why we do that? Because we are created in the image and likeness of God. Eh? And God is a moral being. He's a spiritual being. He's a reasoning being and he's a relational being. Hmm? Let's go to the next slide. So, what happens now? So, we say that we are relational, we want to be together with somebody, but yet, what's happening? What's happening in Syria, for instance? What's happening with these crimes that we see on TV, what we hear on the newspapers, on radio? What is going on with our world? Something is really different. Something has happened that is making uh, this world to be the way it is. So, the reason is the fall. The fall has changed the relationships in many ways. One is between us, among us, with myself. Then I have also problems, relationship problems with others. And also I have relationship problems with the nature. Are we together? So what happened? Can we go now to the next slide? Especially with ourselves. If you see in Genesis 2.25, you will read that we were naked. Eh? We were walking naked. Imagine now, at our age and our different ages, can you walk naked? No. Eh? So, but in the, in the, when we were living in the Garden of Eden, we were naked. And we were walking with God. And we were not ashamed. Eh? We were, because we were clothed with the glory and the presence of God. We were having God. We were not feeling something. Oh, something is missing. Oh, phew. You know? But then in, in Genesis 3.10, after the fall, what happened? There are many versions about this, either be an apple or whatever thing, but something happened, okay? And it's the fact that our eyes opened. Then we realized, okay, ooh, but shoo, sorry, I'm naked. Then I'm not just naked, what other thing came? Guilt. And I, I went, the, like in the Bible says, they went behind a tree eh, and hide. So, and, and one of the things is we have shame, we have guilt, we have so many things. We have self-esteem issues. I work for an organization that we work with youth. And one of the issues is obviously trying to boost their self-esteem. Eh, because if you, do, if you have a low self-esteem, the chances are that you will not succeed in life. Eh? Obviously, some of us, we are boosting of self-esteem. We are just so proud of ourselves. We are so, you know, the, the, even the, our chests are too small to carry our, <laughs> to carry our pride. But no, not all of us are like that. You know, some of us are a little bit, uh, you know, we don't even want to show that even we have. <laughs> so... We are different bodies. But then that is one of the things, you know, when the, when, the, when the fall came, it came a problem with ourselves first. Eh? Let's go to the next slide. Yeah, now in the image you can see, you know, that you have the, the snake talking to Eve, and then Eve now talking to Adam. Now, let's go to the next slide. So the, the biggest issue now is, obviously, we have that problem of ourselves, isn't it? Now, 
The next thing is now, and you remember this from the Bible now in Genesis 3, 12, is the issue of the blame game. Eh? I say, this woman, the woman that you gave me is the one that told me to eat the fruit. I was fine. I was fine before. I was happy. I was happy. I was naming the animals, you know. I was, uh, I was in the cliff of, of the mountain just looking at the sunrise. No problems, no issues. But this woman, this one. And, I not, and Adam was not even just contempt with that one. He even said, you gave me this woman. So you know it's the blame game. It's not, only, not only the woman, it's also you. You, you gave me. I was very happy. You. Who told you to give me a <laughs> So we have issues of, of, of now the other. Eh? Obviously, imagine if you are blaming, and even Eve was blaming now the serpent, isn't it? You know, the nature. Now, can you imagine how was the, those that are married, you will imagine how was after, the aftermath of that blame game. You know, <laughs> probably they were sleeping back to back <laughs> in the cave, in the cave. In the cave, probably they were sleeping back to back. They, it brought a lot of issues, right? reconciliation issues. Now, if we go further down in the Bible, Genesis 4, 8, we see things going from worse to worse. Eh? Now we have Cain, this is now the son. Eh? Cain and Abel are the children of Adam and Eve. What happened? Cain killed the brother. So not satisfied, humanity not satisfied with that. They even went further down. To the extent that in Genesis 6, 6 5, God says, ah, these, these guys, they just went to haywire. I don't want them anymore. No? So God wanted to wipe us all. Is this the first time that the Lord had that feeling in his heart? Yes? It was not the only one, the only time. There was also, you remember when uh, Moses was taking the Israelites out of Egypt? See, also God had that feeling. He said, apart, apart, apart. I will wipe them all. Yeah? So humanity, humanity because of sin, because sin entered into us, we really are wicked and wicked in all our ways. Yeah? We can just think about wicked things all the time and MST and so many things. So now can we go to the next slide? So what do we do? Can we leave it like that? Hmm? Can we just say, okay, fine. Life is like this. I will eventually marry. Probably going through the statistics, I will get divorced. Okay? I will be one more of the statistics. Is it okay to leave it like that? No. We, you know, we have a calling. And that's why, you know, this, the song that we sang at the beginning... It was so important. You can have it all, Lord. Every part of my world. You know, it's so important that we lay down our lives and say, no, something is wrong. I can do something here. And I just want in particular to talk to the youth. You know, the issue is, and thank you, Pastor Chris, because he said we as a church, we don't believe in the one man show. We don't believe in, in the, the man of God. We believe in all of us taking part. And you know, the biggest problem that we have as society, and especially the youth, we believe that this place is just to repent from our sins of the week. No? So the moment that we leave this place, we start sinning all the way. And then we come uh, Saturday, then uh, something happens in our hearts. 
and said, no, tomorrow is church, I will go and repent from there. You, you, you carry your, <laughs> your cross, you start beating each other. And, and, and that is the philosophy that we have, you know. It's just a week after a week, just surviving, but we are not really making a difference. So can the youth please start? I want to pray for you. Because that, that misunderstanding has to change. The youth, youth, please stand. Uh, well, it's 35, 35 and above. Huh? From 35 downwards. Because that is, that is. That, that is, that is. That is what the Namibian standard is, eh? That is what the Namibian standard is. 35 downwards. And, and 35. And the issue is, the issue is, hello? We shouldn't just come in, in a survivalist mode. We have a calling. We have, we were talking with Pastor Chris during the services. People that are not Christians are writing policies about things that affect us all. And we are letting this happen because we as Christians, we are not stepping in and say, I have to prepare myself. I have to read the Bible because in the Bible there are all the blueprints and I have to do something about this. Okay? So let's just raise our hands and say, thank you, Lord. I give it all to you. You can have it all. Every part of my world. I take the responsibility to make a change in my family, in my neighborhood, in my school, in my university, in my society. For your glory, Lord. Amen. Great. There was... There were issues about the, the standards. Okay, let's go to the next slide. So, yes, we can do something about this. So, the Lord had a part on it, and what he did is, and all of us we know, is the redemption history. The whole Bible is about what the Lord has done for us. Okay? And what he has done is he sent his only begotten son to die for us. Okay? When he sent his son to die for us, he not only reconciled us with God, because we deserved what? Death. We were in the death role, isn't it? We were going this way to get, to be killed because we are dead for our sins and trespasses, and then because of Jesus, then we are going the other side. We have, he reconciled us. But at, in doing so, he not only reconciled us, he also reconciled us so that we can be reconciled with others. Eh? So that is the cross, eh? The vertical part is we are reconciled with God, and then the, the horizontal one is we are reconciled with each other. We, we need to do that. Now, it's a very, it's a very conflicting part. How? Eh? Can we go to the next slide? Hi, you fast. You sit down. Yeah. So, if we go to Mark 12, 29, love the Lord God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Okay? Now, the biggest problem is it's easy when we are here singing. Eh? It's nice. Yeah, Lord, 
In these you once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger. I don't know if you had, how people can be so angry nowadays? You know, there are different circumstances that we are going through unemployment. Um, there is problems at home and so many things, but how can we be so angry? I don't know if you read in the newspaper two, three weeks ago, you know our brothers, the taxi drivers, eh? sometimes now they are sisters, but in general they are brothers. They do unnecessary things. So there was one that did unnecessary things, and then there was one behind. He got angry, he got out of the car, he was having a gun, and he shot them all. I don't know if you read the story. The, the sad part is one of them eh, was a university student, just finishing school, and he was even the breadwinner. Eh? With the money he was getting from the loans, he was paying also for other brothers and, uh, his brothers and sisters to go to school. Now, you wonder why, why you have to do such things? How angry can you be to do those things? But you know, the problem is sometimes it's just we, we can judge today and say, I, I wouldn't do that. But just being the situation of that man, and probably you will end up doing something similar. Because we, are, we have seen in ourselves. Eh? Yeah. Okay, so wrath, malice, defamation, and obscene talk. Now, we cannot blame on our cultures. You know, some of our cultures, even the small ones are swearing. Eh? We cannot say, ah, it's my culture. That a two, three-year-old is swearing at you. You can't. But it happens, some of our uh, cultures, they allow it to do it. Now, do not lie to one another. Now, this is very interesting. In our Connect group, we were discussing the issue of the sermon of last week. This lie is very interesting. Eh? How far can you really go eh? with the lie? Eh? Richard, I am a student. <laughs> I, I'm a student living in Richard's house. I have my exam now this weekend. Brother Richard, please, I have to write my exam. Can you give me your Wi-Fi code? Huh? I don't know if some of you went through that, but you know, sometimes we are, you know, my Wi-Fi code is probably 1,200 a month I pay, and now I have to give it to this one. Probably I was, uh, it's disconnected. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I forgot my password. You know? How really you can go with a white lie? Huh? How really you can go? So, seeing that you have put off the self, the old self, with its practice, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of our creators. So, we are being renewed every day. But how are we renewed is, the, is that issue when we walk and we are walking to the cross is we walk with our burdens, we walk with our luggage, we walk with our old self and we put it at the foot of the cross. Okay? And now, it's, uh, probably you remember this passage of the, Bib the Bible, it's not only just to leave our things, but we also get something out of it. Okay? Can we go to the next slide? Now, when we go at the foot of the cross and we leave our own things, our old behaviors, our old attitudes, now we need to be clothed with something else. So put on, as God chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. If one has a complaint against another, forgive each other. 
as the Lord has forgiven you. Now, this forgiveness is a very interesting thing, especially in marriages. You know, sometimes when we do these marriage meetings and seminars, one of the biggest complaints is, how can I forgive this man, this one? <laughs> the one that you gave me. How? If he does the same thing over and over and over again. Now, you see, if we go by the standards, you know, is this issue of how many times do we need to forget or forgive? Yeah, seven times 70. Now, is this a yearly thing? It's a yearly quota. Yeah? Sometimes we wish, eh? We wish that it was a yearly quota. Yes, it's good. But it's, it's so that we can count, eh? Because if it is daily, it's a bit difficult. But if it is yearly, it's easy. You, eh? You, you are 400 and... Just, just one more. You are already yellow, yellow card. You are already yellow card. So we just want, it's easy when it's something manageable. Eh? But the Lord tells us, forgive. Forgive each other. The same is, I imagine, among friends. Sometimes we do things that we don't deserve. Probably we are after the same lady, the same girl. And that breaks friendships apart, eh? especially among the youth. Or, 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 the, or, or two ladies are after the same guy. Huh? And then you need to forgive. This my, we're talking about my life now, here. And you, are, you want the same person. No, no, no. I think we need to put a line between us. Can we go to the next? So... Who are the people in your life? Who is your close circle? Are you happy with your current relationships? Are you with your spouse that is constantly doing something? Are you with your parents? Eh? Some of us, we are with our children here, or if not, you, you are a child of somebody from the church doesn't want to give me the car, doesn't want to give me money to go to the mall, doesn't allow me to have these friends or go here and there. Now the next thing is, are you honoring God with those relationships? I'm just asking just for you to, to think about and a very important thing here is, are you willing to pay the price of coolness? I will come to that issue now. I was, I was reminded by Shelter, I don't know Shelter, I think she left. Nowadays it's not coolness anymore, apparently it's lit. <laughs> so with that you can, you can see that I am already old. Eh? I, I, I am behind with the cool thing. Apparently now it's lit. Are you willing? Do you want to be lit? <laughs> Do you want that your activities are lit? Huh? Now you have different interpretations there, but I just... So let's go to the next slide. Especially us as Christians, 
When we talk about coolness or litness or lightness, however you, you go about it, is the issue as Christians, eh? we're talking about Christians, are you influencing people in your life or are they influencing you? Because you remember when we prayed, eh, is we have to take a stand. We are the light and the salt of this world. We are here to rule and have dominion. We cannot just take life as is. Oh, let me go with the flow and float from here. Reality will hit you and put you down. Eh? So are you influencing people in your life or are you being influenced? Let's go to the next. As Christians, with unbelievers, with friends, family, with brothers and sisters. You know, some of us, we are business people. We do businesses. Are we ready or willing to go into what the world is telling us to get a piece of the cake? Are we willing to go and participate in the things of the world just to get part of the cake? With friends, are we willing to sacrifice my standards just to be the lead or the cool? Are we willing to go that, that step of going out of the place of safety, out of your calling. What we must remember is we are called to, to do something. Okay? And by, by doing something that is out of the boundaries, we are going other, the other side. We are going this way. I like, I don't know if you remember Trevor Noah, some of you, and when he talks about South Africa, South Africa, the world is going this way, <laughs> and South Africa is going this way. You know, are we by our call, are we going this way? Or because we want to be lead and we want to be cool and we want to be with the flow, we don't want to be unpopular, we are going this way. You know, there is a price to pay to remain relevant to this society and this call. Eh? You know, as, as a church, we believe in discipleship. We believe that we should be at the right places, you know, we should be discipling people. We should be relevant to the society. We should be relational, you know, to get people into the church. But there is a totally different matter if we surrender to relativism. If because, ah, no, I, I need to go to this particular bride, to Palkis. I need to go to Palkis because there is a year-end function or a function from my work. And just because of being with them, I surrender to the things of the world. Just to be called every time. Because don't forget, the moment that you, that you do things that are, that you put a line, you draw a line, you will be unpopular. It's the same like in these WhatsApp groups. The moment that you start sending these messages that are about God and holiness, will you be popular? Huh? Will you, be, will you receive likes? Will you be the, will you be the lead? Huh? And and that's why sometimes, 
And sometimes, sometimes you know, it's easy to say these immoral things, isn't it? If you send these immoral things, we're talking about sexual immorality, you start sending these things just for people to follow you, just for people to, oh, look, or, or, or send the latest gossip. Eh? Even in family members' groups, did you hear? <laughs> Apparently. Apparently. Even the kids in school, you, you know, my, my son is also now going into those things of social media. It's just, you want to receive likes and follow, and people follow you. Now, what do you do when you are a young person to do those kinds of things? Probably you are hearing these pranks. Many people are doing now pranks. Eh? My, my son almost got expelled because of doing <laughs> Now, the, the thing is, you know, this desire, this hunger sometimes to get liked, to be popular, accepted, it draws us somewhere that we are not supposed to be because we are supposed to take people to the light. Now, depending on the age, you know, sometimes what we do is just we want to be with the, in the wrong places, with the wrong, with the wrong people, trying, doing the wrong things. Where will it lead you? Where will it lead you? I, there was an other issue. It's a, it was also in the newspaper, I think, recently. There was also a shootout, and a, a family of a colleague of mine got shot. So it was in the hospital. Now, just a bystander for being in the, probably in the wrong place. I have a colleague also, he went just, just I don't know, he was tired, and he went to a, a bar just to watch soccer, whatever, a, a fight broke out and somebody threw a, a, a bottle. He has an ugly cut here. I'm not, it's not just so dark and doom and everything, but you see, the thing is, sometimes because of trying to desperately be with people in our intention to be relevant or in, uh, relational with people, we do things that are not Christian. Okay? In, in here, let's go to the second paragraph. Genuine Christianity. No, no, no. Let's go back. Genuine Christianity makes an unpopular stand that draws the line between the truth and a lie while remaining relevant and relational. You know, it's, it's, it's very difficult sometimes, especially for the young guys, these, because, you know, sometimes we are in the we believe that Christianity is like a sprint. Eh? It's from here up to there. And the first one that reaches there is the holiest. Eh? And Salu is in the rest is ready, ready to sprint. Unfortunately, it's not the case. Eh? Christianity is a marathon. It's a, it's a daily thing that you do. You, I was... I, 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 I became born again when I was a child. I started in the children's ministry, then I went to youth, then I went to campus, then to 061. No, it was not those names then. <laughs> I went to 061. I'm just putting in the context. Then I got married. Now I have my kids. And you are still in the race. You are still in the race. But again, it is a race. It is a marathon that you need to take it day by day, step by step, dying to yourself every day. Okay? Let's go to the next. 
Uh, I just, can we go one, one more back, one backwards? Hello, yeah. So here, the first slide, I, I forgot something. It is one thing to be relevant and relational, okay? It is a totally different matter to surrender to relativism. Now, the word relativism is any theory holding that truth or moral value is not universal or absolute, but may differ between individuals and cultures. You know, sometimes again, I'll go into the church and I want to talk to the youth. Sometimes we do things, we step into things that are very, that are bordering what is the truth. Just as an example, when I was young, there was a, a youth leader that started smoking. Eh? The person just started smoking, and then we, we asked, what's happening? And the person came to us and said, if you feel that it's wrong, pray. <laughs> yeah, I pray that it's wrong. <laughs> but you see sometimes, and, and, and I want to go to the verses in Romans, there is uh, two passages in Romans 14 and 1 Corinthians 8 that warns us about being a stumbling block to the brethren. Because you see, even myself, I can have a glass of wine. The doctor told me to. <laughs> I can have a glass of wine. But I don't know the next person next to me. Probably he was an alcoholic. Now he comes. He comes to church. I invite him to my house. I just drink one glass of wine. Eh? No, that's me. Eh? That's me. Now the person will say, oh, but uh, at Elder Nelson we had wine. So now when he goes... Now to his friends, and say, yeah, we had also wine with the elder. So <laughs> it, it goes from one glass now to the bottle. Eh? The next meeting, the next Verhaderang <laughs> is not anymore a bottle. Then it becomes too lit. It becomes too lit. You know, we start, we, start, we start with small things. We start with small things. Yeah, now the same is with relationships. <laughs> now the same goes with relationships. Sometimes, you know, when, when I was also in the youth, in particular, is this issue of, oh, look at that sister. Oh, look at that brother. Eh? Now, what we must understand, again, the issue of not being a stumbling block. Many people come to the church broken. They come with different things. Now, if we men in the church, we behave like vultures, waiting for the ladies or men to come and
the person is the person is broken. The person has it came from probably you'd never know. Probably came from a, a bad relationship. The person is not even settling. He's not even sitting. He's already brother is there. <laughs> the brother is there. Hello. <laughs> We have, we have a lit connect, <laughs> a very, very powerful connect. The next, the sister is gone because they come and say, and it happened, and say, I was expecting something different. I was not expecting that men in the church behave like men in the world. So, we need to be very careful about our relationships. The same is marriages. Eh? Now let's go to marriages as well. You get married. Both praise the Lord. Oh, yes, on fire for the Lord. Singing, praising. Even in our wedding day. Now one of us is not really up to the game. Up to the stand. Now do you think this, the other spouse will say, but I see these men, these men lifting holy hands at church, but at home with the kids. You know, and, that, and that's why, you see, we have a calling, and we really need to make sure that wherever we are, either in our marriages, when we are young, not yet married, it's not, it's not that now you will never get married, eh? Some of us, we get the Paul and the Pauline calling. Eh? Bejama, we were talking with Bejama the other day. Not all of us, we will be getting married. Even myself, eh? when I was young, I was, oh, I am from Paul. The, the supreme calling is for the singles. <laughs> Later, I knew I am now married and two kids. But we need to be, we need to have lines, need to have boundaries. Where do we are going out of line? In the in an effort to remain relevant and relational. Can we go to the next? So here are some blueprints. Wives, submit to your husbands as it is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, especially now children. You know, it's so difficult, we, especially as parents, when you were small, and you were close to us, eh? when you were close to us, it was easy to, to keep you. But as they grow and you become, you start becoming a hazard to us, eh? especially to the, like TV, ting, eh? ting, and sometimes the, even the flat screen phones. Now we cannot keep you and you start growing and you start growing. Eh? You start growing and it becomes less out of reach. And in an effort to protect you, we suffocate you. Okay? And that goes to fathers, do not provoke your children. But you must also understand that we, we were not born parents. Okay? We were like you before. And then all of a sudden now we are parents. So we are also learning. And in that learning also is to let you go. But at the same time it says, uh, not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. But 
also children, there is, uh, there is a part in the Bible that says the, one of the um, uh, promises for long life is if you honor your parents. Okay? So please, if there are children, uh, well, those that are still with their parents, please accept us okay, that we do this with all our love because we love you. We want to protect you, but also, you know, in return, we especially want to receive respect. Bond servants, obey in everything to those that are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service as people pleases, but with sincere hearts. Fearing the Lord. This is with work. You know, sometimes we, we just want to do things when the, they, they, many, they say, when the cat is around. Eh? Yeah. You know, the, you know the verse. But we just want, when the boss is there, we just typing. When the boss is around, we do things. When the boss is gone, ah, the party, the lead, the lead starts. <laughs> Whatever you do, work heartedly as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ, for the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done, and there is no partiality. Ne? There will be judgment at the end of the day. So let's go to the last slide. The birth of Jesus Christ changed everything. Okay? We were doomed. We were heading this way. We were heading to, to, to judgment. Death was our end result. Now we have life. And it's our responsibility to make sure that we take that life with responsibility. Okay? To be relational. To be, be relational within the boundaries of what the Lord has given us, especially in Colossians. Okay? So with that, I just want to call, we are closing now. I just want to pray for those families that have, if you don't have problems or relational problems with your spouse, if you know anybody that has uh, problems with the spouse, if we can pray, and that is one group. Another group, if you, are, uh, if you have problems at home between the parents and the children, whatever age, eh, if there is conflict between the parents and the, and the children, or youth, if you want to call it youth, if there is also problems with relationships, if you are coming from a, you are ending a relationship with somebody or you are having a, a relationship that is, is uh, dysfunctional. Eh? I want to pray also for you. And if you also have issues with the family, you know sometimes it's easy to be in, in the family just from the distance, but the closer you get, the fire gets more. Eh? So if we want, I want to, want to also want to pray for those groups. If we can all stand... Let's start, let's start with those that have problems in the house-spouse relationship. Eh? If it is not you, if you know about somebody, just raise your hand. We're not here to, to criticize you, to say, ah, look. Because all of, all of us, we know that uh, there are people that are having dysfunctional marriages. They are having problems in their marriages. So let's pray. Say, Lord, we pray for family X, 
Mention the name of the family. We pray, Lord, that, that you reveal yourself. We pray, Father God, that you bring the light, that there is a desire to die. There's a desire to die for self, Father God, from both, from the husband and the wife, that there is a desire to die to, our, to their own righteousness, to their own seeing things the way they should be, Father God, and, and, and surrender those things to the cross. And in return, be clothed with love, be clothed with understanding, be clothed with the, your vision and your blueprints for marriages, how marriage should look like, how the relationship should look like. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I also want to pray, especially, I, I don't know, the Lord is just telling me this issue between parents and children. Children, I mean, also can be youth. If you have problems with your parents because you think that they are too tight, that they are too, they are, they are suffocating you. If you are in that place that you feel that your parents are suffocating you, that they are putting too many restrictions, that they don't let you be yourself. I want to pray for you. But we will pray for you. Lord, we pray for these persons, for these individuals, Lord, that instead of judging the parents, instead of being negative to the parents, that they also respect them, Father God, that they understand that we are at a place as parents of learning, that we are in a place that in an effort to protect we sometimes really, really suffocate the person and don't, and don't let it be, don't let it grow. We want to repent if we spoke about bad about our parents, if we throw words, if we throw tantrums to our parents. And we want to honor them because that is one of the promises that has long life, long life. Now, parents, if you are a parent that you have problems with your, with your children, I also want to pray and say, Lord, give us wisdom. Give us wisdom, Lord. In an effort to protect and love our children, we sometimes also do, we are too overprotective, Lord. We need to rely that we, we build in the life of our children your foundations, we build your word, Father God, and at the time of the taking a decision, they will be guided by your word. At the time of taking a decision on what to do and what to explore, they will be guided by you. We thank you, Lord, because you are doing mighty things. You are doing mighty things in both parents and, and children, Father God. Thank you, Lord, because you are bringing reconciliation. You are bringing reconciliation today, Lord. And that we don't just stay here, but if, if our parents are not here or our children are not here, that we go out and look for them and we call them and we meet them. I also want to pray for those that are in dysfunctional relationships. Not married, they are in a boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance relationship, but Lord, we pray, Father God, that the, the relationship is a, is a tie to self every day. That we learn Father God, to be guided by your blueprints. 
that we are that we learn to set the boundaries father god how far we can go in a relationship father god between a, a man and a woman father god that we see the future that we see father god far and beyond not just the moment but we see what is there father god as a calling and that you want to be participant of that calling oh lord we want to thank you lord because you are bringing wisdom you are bringing father god relationship you are bringing love you are bringing care father god from you lord i also want to pray for the students that are friends not in relationships men and women relationship but just friends want to thank you lord that we honor you lord whatever we do lord that we are not a stamping block for the other lord that not in an effort to be lead or cool or whatever word we sacrifice the person that you died for father god that we understand the the huge responsibility that we have when we let an unbeliever or somebody that just became christian into our circles lord that we treasure that person either be a man or a woman that we treasure and we we guide them and we take them through the right path father god that we are responsible father god with our behavior and with our attitudes towards the new believers father god oh father god that they they feel safe and not sorry to be in this place we really want to that they, the people feel accommodated they feel welcome they feel father god is cherished and, and, and that is a place of restoration and affirmation father god oh we thank you lord in the name of jesus amen